After making contact with the Navy of Mawir, Octavia must clear one final obstacle. What does this watchtower hold? Will she prevent an early warning? Or has that ship already sailed? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a dot. Hello everyone and welcome to me, my spouse and I. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, my spouse and I is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Moir, a land that has been ravaged by a war with monsters for 15 years. Well, I was thinking about as we were setting up today... I know we've mentioned it before, but we record in our third floor, and, and Pittsburgh is a traditionally not very sunny city, but today is a glorious blue sky. And as we set up, Austin did what he had to do and put a big thing. What is it further? It was just a piece of foam. Big pillow. Like a carton thing foam. In front of the one window and <laughs> blocked out. The rare Pittsburgh sun. Most of the sun, yeah. It always seems to happen that the days that we record, it's gorgeous outside. But we have to be in here. But we have to be in here, which again, not complaining. Glad that we have a designated studio space, but it was just kind of ironic. Got a schedule to keep. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But Uh, hopefully it stays this way for the rest of the day. I hope so. Yeah, it's nice out. It's nice out. So This is going to be another short episode. (laughs) As Austin goes and tries to grill again. Well, I finally did get some grilling done. It was very good. It was delicious. I got I got one one good grill session, and then <laughs> the weather turned, and it was gray and rainy and like twenty degrees. Yep. Yep. In April. In April. In April. In April. So mm-hmm. we'll mm-hmm. we'll get some more. Mm-hmm. It'll. I I don't need sun, but I would prefer it if I don't have to. You know, wear a wear a coat outside to grill. So yeah, that. Yeah. As long as it's like not super rainy and not super cold that's all i'm asking mm-hmm. for but today would be a, a good candidate mm-hmm. for grilling i'd so. like more sun i do have to say i don't mind as much if it's chillier i just meant for grilling oh for grilling like, yeah i don't oh, need yeah, sun yeah. to grill no th- it's no, nice no. i just need it to not be rainy and cold yeah yeah i guess you could technically grill in the rain oh yeah you could i mean i could grill in the snow if i wanted to well that's it's true just, wouldn't be not fun, fun to do that <laughs> we just need to build one of those outdoor kitchens yeah let's so, just have an extra you know couple hundo thousand yeah in the, in the bank account just do whatever we want that'd be great you know what would be a really good idea my love just having a ton of money yeah why, did, why don't why we just we become that? independently wealthy why, why haven't we why tried haven't we having a ton of money that? before i don't know wow we've been really behind the game Seriously, us. come on. Apologies, all of our listeners, for our, our lapse in judgment. I know. We just need to try having more money. Yeah, goodness. Just need to manifest it. Manifest that green. That'd be nice. Yeah. I wonder if I could actually, a high enough level druid can make money growing trees. Probably. <laughs> well, money in this world is gold, so probably not. Yeah. Probably not transmi- until you turn to a yeah, paper like fiat system. Could you like do a transmute rock and just turn it into... Fancy rock. I don't know what the exact wording yeah, can, of the I spell mean, is. You can turn stuff into gold. Yeah. Like that's, that's within the capabilities of several character classes. Mm-hmm. Just become rich. Yeah. 
Yeah. But then there has to be stuff that you can buy, which sometimes doesn't always. You could have the money, but not the not the stuff. Well, you'll save up for retirement and be be all set when this war is over. <laughs> oh, yes, Octavia enjoying her retirement. Retirement. I don't know where she'd want to retire. I don't mm-hmm. know if she could retire, as we've mm-hmm. talked about. We'll see. We'll see. We yeah. will see. Or maybe we won't, because that might be outside the scope of this adventure. That is true. That is true. <sighs> That'll be in the five-minute epilogue. Yeah. Yeah. Aw. What? Just imagining if Octavia's going to survive. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, probably at this point. Again, you're... Relatively powerful. Once you get past, like, level three, it is it does become very difficult to perma-die. Yeah. Like, yeah. Re- quite, quite difficult. Yeah, I've actually the, never had a character perma-die. The way 5e rules work, mm-hmm. it's it's difficult. I've had a couple characters die, but we were also fighting things above our pay grade. Mm-hmm. I had a, a, like, seventh level character die due to an eighth level spell, so that I was mean, understandable. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fair. Yeah, that is that is understandable. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the other one got eaten by a red dragon. That, that would also like, do it. Three of us were fighting. Yeah, so. that would also do it. You yeah. got reincarnated, mm-hmm. though, so that was that was fun. Which character was that again? That was my Hobgoblin Wizard. Oh, right, 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 right. One of my favorite characters to date. Yeah. He got turned into a Triton Wizard. Oh, right. I remember that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, so it was cool. funny. It was cool. Oh, man. So, yeah, two, two character deaths. Mm-hmm. Well, it would just be, I mean, not that I want Octavia to die, but it would be interesting if my first character death happened on air. Well, again, it it'll be it might be difficult too, yeah. especially as a druid, because druids have a lot of uh, survivability mm-hmm. built in there. Which is why I picked her. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> one of the reasons I picked that class. It was a, it was a good choice. Because I was like, back in the day, I mean, again, flying bear was a very big flying bear is cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, indicator towards going with druid, but also just thinking of with being the only pc like wanted to have the the combination of you know offense defense utility all of that mm-hmm. stuff kind of mm-hmm. wrapped into one yeah it works so i know i don't know how this adventure would have worked if she were just like a fighter uh, still probably would have been fine yeah i would have just changed things up a bit yeah that's the beauty of doing it this mm-hmm. way and you could have given me a sidekick that had some utility mm-hmm. spell type of stuff as yep. opposed to being you know a plus 12 to hit axe yeah. wielding Dwayne the Rock Johnson elf Boss. yeah yeah <laughs> for sure for sure for sure there's a lot of things you could do mm-hmm. so but I think it's worked out I don't I don't think you're gonna die again I'm gonna I'm committed to letting it happen if it does happen but Same. it's it's just hard to do at these high levels yeah um yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't want Octavia to die, but I also, I don't want to say, like, I like the possibility that she could die, but I like the possibility that she could die because I think it adds, you know, the the drama to the story and, and adds the, like, you know, the import- importance mm-hmm. of the dice roll and then the game itself, too, because, yeah. you know, if she just had plot armor 100%, then it's kind of like, well, I don't want to say then what does it matter, but it's kind of like, oh, true, true. what does it matter? Yeah, I agree. That's why we're doing it this way. But mm-hmm. the the 5e death rules are very forgiving. Death saving rules yeah. are very forgiving. We've made it a little bit more forgiving with some, some home brewage mm-hmm. rules. And <clears throat> just like I would have to hit you with an absurd amount of damage to insta-kill you. Oh, what's, yeah. what's your max hit points? Uh, 111. 111. Yeah, so I'd have to hit you with over 111. 
right, hit points worth of damage in one the, shot. What is the massive death, massive damage if, rules again? If you go to zero and the damage, the, the leftover damage past that is your full hit points, you are oh, okay. instant dead. So I'd have to hit you with... You know, if you were at full hit points, that'd be, you know, 200 points of damage. Right. If but you if were I were down. Weekend, it'd still have to be like 100 yeah. and some, 110, 120, 130 points, which could, could happen, could be done. Uh, but in very, uh, certain, certain circumstances, like a, I don't know, yeah. maybe a really good roll on an ancient dragon breath weapon. Yeah. Or maybe. some sort of, you know, if I were down and you crit me and it did some, thing like that too you removed the the con boost from the crown right i thought i did a while ago what's your con 111 seems high 14 so that's a plus two plus three plus two plus two plus two you're level what 12 so that's 24 what's your hit die d8 did i do my math wrong have i been doing my math wrong this whole time i don't know you're, we're rolling for hit points right yeah but i don't have like a list of oh at first level i got this at second level i got this i mean i probably 111 seems really high for 12 for level 12 the average die roll should come out to about 54 and then you have a plus two con so that should be another 24 on top of that so your average should be 78 i thought i took this con off from the crown because i remember removing it but maybe I just removed. Oh, maybe I just removed it from my score without reflecting that in my hit points. Maybe. Oh shoot, that's pro. I mean, maybe that's what I did. Maybe 111 seems really high. Well, I can reduce it. Yeah, like I don't want it to be. Do you have any? Uh, did you buy a magic item that like gives you a boost? Hmm. I don't think so because I don't have very many magic possible? items. You have a beyond. The absolute maximum hit points you could have is 120 as a D8 character, as a level 12 D8 character with a plus two con. Hmm. So I'm finding that number a bit yeah. hard I, to believe. Well, it, it probably what it was is that I removed the crown from my con score and my skills without reflecting it in the hit points. It's probably like to what get happened. down like 12 hit points. Or however many. Well, that would put me down, back down into the 90s. So just a little bit above average. It puts you to like 100, almost flat. Yeah, it put me to 99. And I mean, we do, we don't do necessarily average because we do roll twice. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like the absolute max is 120. And after you roll it, uh, you know, it'll be a little bit higher. Maybe, maybe that's right. I don't know. We should, we might have to have a hit point audit at the end of this. Because, I mean, all of those roles should be recorded. Most of those roles should be recorded. I'm glad I asked. Well, we don't always do them on air. We do most of them on air. I try to make it a point to do most of them on air. That's true. Hmm. It could just be my bad math. As we know, that's not necessarily my strong suit. Hmm. So. Cheating this whole time. I don't think I was trying to cheat. Yeah, we might have to to go back and do some uh, investigative reporting (laughs) on that one. Because that's... Well, I do need to, and that was actually something I was going to mention at the beginning, is lowering my other stats now that I have only two items. Yeah, so it'll just be your charisma and your wisdom will go down by one. Down by one. 
Does that take you down a modifier level? Takes me down a modifier level okay. across the board. All right. So. Well, keep that in mind. But you have a you have a fun dragon friend now, so I think it works out. <laughs> I have Jeremy Renner on my Jeremy side. Jeremy Renner, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll we'll pop back into things. We'll just roll with these hit points for now. But between now and next episode, we may have to uh, do some digging or make a few adjustments because I I don't believe a hundred and eleven. Yeah. That just seems like you only missed nine hit points out of the course of... You'd have to have rolled like a seven on... Every single time. Like every single yeah. time. I, I think it must... It probably is also... I'm sure it's also the crown. We can probably put you to like 90-something. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, again, I want it to be correct. And hmm. I mean... Hmm. But I also don't have marked like which episodes you leveled up in, and I don't have the time to listen back through 119 episodes worth. Well, I did. So I, every time I level up, I do create a new stuff. PDF of my character sheet. That's true. So that I should be able to go back and look at each character sheet and see okay. if there was a discrepancy. That would help, but we can deal with that later because oh. I'm sure the listeners don't just want to hear us go back through 12 <laughs> levels of hit points. <laughs> You want to hear all of this hit point housekeeping, right? Oh, I'm I am sure they <laughs> do. All right. So right now, hit point housekeeping. That's kind of cute. Hit point housekeeping. A segment of our, a segment of our show <laughs> where we figure out how much Gwyneth has been lying. Hey now, come on. You know I don't ever purposefully cheat. Uh, They're always honest mm, mistakes and I know I have made them. Uh-huh. You're on a boat. You're I am on a barge. On a I have my flippy floppies. You're on a barge with Karun, Jeremy Renner, some of the pirates, and uh, you have had about an hour or so to kind of collect your, get settled, collect your your thoughts, uh, get some food, freshen up before you are tasked with clearing out. A watchtower that would alert the enemy forces to the approach of this navy. Obviously, you want to do this without setting off any kind of alarm to the mainland, because that would just defeat the whole purpose. It is about, like, 10 a.m., so it is late morning. The sun is almost at its height. It would be much more convenient to do this sort of work at night mm -hmm. but alas that is not how the cards have fallen because in you know eight to ten hours you could be getting a call that uh is telling these boats they need to start moving so you kind of have to do this now and hope that you know things go off without too much of a hitch uh yeah as you are preparing to head out another horse is brought and, you know, assigned to the, the venerable Jeremy Renner <laughs> so that uh, he does not have to walk or fly this whole time. And as you're preparing to ride up along the banks toward where this watchtower should be, Jasalka does uh, sort of come up to you and says, I am, uh, I am committed to the success of this mission. However, I must, uh, I feel I should inform you that because I am still new in this body, um, I'm, I'm still working on uh, refining the mechanics of some of my more powerful uh, and advanced abilities and spells that I have at my disposal. As well, because I have not been entrapped in a little uh, 
fleshy, you know, carcass for quite some time. I think it would be best if I were not involved in a direct combat for the time being, because if this body is slain, uh, we are back to where we started, and uh, I don't think that would be ideal for anyone. So if this body is going to perish, my soul would survive in the ring, but I don't know if you want to risk... I want to risk that in uh, something of this level of import. Uh, so if you need a spell cast or uh, some sort of... Uh, if you need my expertise, I'm willing to aid it, but I will not be marching into the front lines alongside you. But, no, that that totally makes sense, and I never really expected you to. Um, do you still want to come with us, or would you rather stay here on the boat? I mean... Oh, I will accompany you. I would much rather... Be in your presence than the presence of these, uh, brutes. Come now. Well, they're not the most, uh, the best source for intelligent conversation. Well, they have, they have strengths in other areas. I'm not denying so. that. Their strength is, is their strength. Their strength, so, you know. But I am, I am an intellectual. Well, okay, well, why don't you... This, I mean, this elf is the closest thing to an intellectual I've seen. I mean, he is very, very smart. And very strong. So, yes. I mean, he is the best of both worlds. Yes. I, he he's, has the brains and the bronze. He's a, he's a, good, he's a good fellow. He is, he's a very good fellow. Um, okay. Well, yeah. What, so, we'll, we'll ride along um, until we get to a, to a portion where we may need to continue on foot. I guess just kind of seeing the lay of the land. And then... Um, I'm sure you'll be able to see the, you know, watchtower from whatever banks, um, you know, banks of the river, and then hopefully there will be brush that you can, you can hide in and everything, and it is so too bad that it's, you know, so light out. Um, if only this were Pittsburgh, it probably would be cloudy, so mm, that would have indeed. been helpful. This is a beautiful resort beach. This is, yes, this is Southern Sun California. Is um, <laughs> the breeze is cool. Um, so, I mean, if there are any, you know, spells that you can cast on me and Carhoon to make us more more powerful or, or, you know, harder to hit, you know, that would be, um, you know, something that would definitely be helpful without putting, you know, your physical body on the line. Well, we will uh, see what the situation calls for when we arrive. Sounds good. Would I? I mean, would I be able to? I mean, should your th- should this physical form go down? Like, could I, with any of my magic, bring it back? Or with your soul kind of also being tied to the ring, is that something that would sever that connection? Because I know I've done that before. Um, I'm honestly not sure. I haven't done the research into quite that. These these particular uh, bodies are. Uh, well, I, I created this right. form, so uh, if it were slain, perhaps it could be uh, brought back, but most of the divine resurrection magic, which I believe you're speaking to, mm-hmm. uh, requires the soul to re-enter the body from yeah. beyond, and that is uh, a bit of a difference. So I think if this body were to be slain, I would have to uh, find a replacement. Okay. All right, well... Let us hope that. Do everything we can to make that not happen. All right. Well, um, do you want to name your horse? 
No. All right, well, it is now Tulip. I think it probably already had a name, but I'm not going to call it that. Come, horse. He hops on. Chisoka gets on Tulip. Chisoka gets on horse. I've named my horse, horse. <laughs> Either the most brilliant or simple naming convention. It is efficient. <laughs> All right, well, um, Octavia will get on Maud, um, Carhoon on Daisy, and, I mean, we already talked to, um, you know, Captain Sebring, and we touched base with Captain Slab. Yes, you are good to go. And so we will head out. Do we know approximately how long of a ride it yeah, is? Yeah, you, you know, kind of like how far to go okay. at this point. You know, you should probably continue on foot. So you start, the three of you mount up and start galloping toward the uh, lake itself. And after another hour or so, so it's approaching noon, you get to the region where you know you should probably dismount and continue on foot because the tower will be coming up and you do not want to give yourselves away. Mm -hmm. So you find a nice little spot of brush to tie up the horses and they start munching on leaves. <laughs> nice. The three of you dismount and uh, start to make your way on foot further on and after maybe like 45 minutes uh, you start to see signs of life up there you can see the the river starting to converge off to your right and off to your left you can hear the sounds of them whooshing along feel the the lake breeze coming off of of the lake ahead and you can see a tower off in the distance in front of the lake ansel you creep up a little bit further and you can see that at the sort of point where these two rivers feed in and make this little triangular, there's probably like a nautical, like an archipelago. Or, or it's a delta, right? Isn't delta. That? It's probably a delta. That, that sounds right. Uh, where this little hunk of land forms, there's kind of a, a rocky mound atop which a little campsite seems to have been made. You see the center of it is, of course, this watchtower that is... Uh, Probably like 25, 30 feet tall. That's How tall is this house, do you think? Well, if you think like 10 feet per story, which is a pretty... Yeah, okay, that seems... Yeah, so it's probably like 30 feet tall. Yeah, but and... that's, that would be a short story, because if you include them, the, like, the, the structure for the joists and stuff in between, like we have 10 foot tall ceilings, so our floors are probably like, mm -hmm. you know, 12 foot each. Okay, so we'll say, yeah, 35 feet. 35 foot tall tower. You could see that there is like a mound, like a pyre in the center, and hanging above it, suspended by a rope, is uh, like a clay pot. And you can see two figures moving around in the top of this watchtower. On the ground, you can see several tents erected on top of this, uh, you know, rocky mound, and some more figures kind of moving back and forth, keeping watch, uh, biding time atop there. The three of you kind of hunker down in some low-hanging brush. And Carhoon's like, okay, yeah, it looks like they were right. There's about a dozen of them that I can see. Um, it looks like that pyre is what we want to not get lit. So, what's the plan, Stan? Okay. And so is it like a bright, sunny day type of thing? Yeah. Okay. Actually, I'll 
bright sunny day. Reveal. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that's that's great. I'm gonna take a picture. Look at my map. So you can see there is a kind of winding path that starts, uh, you know, at ground level and winds its way up towards the kind of flat top where the tower and these tents have been made. And you can make off on the banks of the river near the lake are a couple uh, like rowboats that have been anchored there. Okay. And is there a wall surrounding this little encampment or can you kind of go from the river up to that level? There's, like, rocks. Right. It's like cliffs. Right. There's not a wall. But there's no wall. There's okay. No wall. There's natural walls in the form of rocky cliffs. Okay. How tall are these cliffs? Um, on the short end, like, around the path, maybe, you know, five, six feet up. But okay. to get to from the base ground all the way up is probably, like, 15 feet. Okay. So, kind of imagining this in my head, it's almost like a little mountain in this delta where mm-hmm. the top got sheared off. Kind of. And it left, you know, a, a 15 to 6 foot mm-hmm. li- wee little mountain yeah, in the delta. Of. Okay. Okay, just making sure I'm imagining mm-hmm. it correctly. Okay. Okay. So there's no wall. There's no wall. 12 people there. Bright sunny day. Bright sunny day. Okay. Octavia will, you know, turn to the two of them and be like, I thought, Carhoon, um, thinking of the plane of water again, we could go through the rivers and kind of see if we can climb up those wall, uh, I mean, not the walls, climb up those cliffs and kind of make our way in that way. But with it being the middle of the day, there's then, I mean, we would just be popping up there. Um, Another option we could do is, you know, I could turn into a bird, I could turn you into a bird, and then we could just fly into the pyre area, you know, untransform below, you know, the railing, take out those folks and then go from there a kind of we can either go from out to in or into out I feel like are the two options uh, yeah that's true <laughs> is there so the railing around the top of the watchtower mm-hmm. is it a solid railing yes. like could we we could hide behind it yeah okay that's good to know okay so we'd have cover it's not very tall yeah, but if we, like, crouched, yeah, like, we, we could... could... probably lie down behind it. Okay, that's good to know. So we could have cover there. Um, turning to Jasulka, Octavia will be like, you know, what... What abilities are you feeling confident in having at the, at the moment? I know a great many spells, and I've got about maybe 66% of, you know, what I, mm-hmm. what I used to... And uh, that will continue to increase the longer I am in this form. Uh, it's too many to count, really. If you tell me what your aim is, I can see if I have anything that uh, would help you along. Can you teleport us to the watchtower? Um, I could potentially use a dimension door oh, okay. to get you there. However, I 
would also be there, and oh. let me see if it, there, there is a limit on how many creatures I can bring with me. You can bring along objects as long as their weight doesn't exceed what you can carry. You can also bring one willing creature of your size or smaller who is carrying gear up to its carrying capacity. The creature must be within five feet of you when you cast the spell. Uh, yeah, so we can take one other person. Hmm. So I, I can uh, successfully carry one of you, not both. And then I would be right in the middle of things where I don't necessarily want to be. Right. Can you change the weather? N- not currently. Okay. Hmm. Uh, perhaps. Uh, I know there is a spell that does that, but that might even be more up your alley. Yeah, I mean, like, I can I can conjure a big thundercloud, but it's relatively obvious, like, it's but kind of... I think there is, like, a... Is there not a controlled weather spell? There might be, but I don't think I have access to it yet. There is a control weather spell. It is 8th level. That is uh, beyond yeah. me currently. Okay. I mean, I can create some fog for us, but again... <sighs> I mean, it is trivial enough to make you invisible. Uh, I can offer oh, really? that. I can offer that service, yes. I mean, invisibility is like level th- 2 or 3. But that would... We would become visible again at some point, or...? It would last... Let's see. Invisibility. Uh, it lasts up to an hour. And yes, after an hour you would become visible, or after you uh, cast a spell, or uh, make an attack. I do have access to greater invisibility, but that lasts uh, much shorter of a time. How that much? only lasts a minute. Okay. So you would perhaps be able to traverse the ground up to that place, but you would shortly after uh, become visible. Do you have to touch us to cast greater invisibility? Yes. Okay. So how, so, you know, we're, we're hiding behind some shrubs on the bank. How far away is the, is the delta? Like, is the camp? You're, you're a couple hundred couple feet A couple hundred back. feet, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I mean, uh, Octavia will be like... I can also only do that on one of you. Oh, on one of us, okay. Invisibility, I, I believe I can do both. Okay. Yes, okay. I can... I can make both of you invisible for an hour. Is a grapple an attack? It's a special attack. So it would make the invisibility stop? Yes. Probably? Okay. I'm assuming the invisibility and the greater invisibility, neither of those are concentration, right? They're both concentration. They're both concentration. Yeah. Anything that's like a really good spell is concentration. That but lasts how would he get while. invisibility on both of us then? You cast it at a higher level. Uh, okay. You can't with a greater, greater invisibility. Uh, 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 okay. So he couldn't cast invisibility and greater invisibility Correct. at the same time. Okay, okay. I was like, oh, I could cast invisibility nope. and then greater invisibility. So we nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. can't nope. double up on the invisibilities, I guess. No, you cannot. What happens to stealth checks made when invisible? Is it like an auto pass or is it just uh, if you... Uh... Uh, this is... <laughs> <laughs> because, like... So I think invisibility, as it's written in the rules, which I usually throw out because I don't think the rules for invisibility and stealth are great, but it allows you to hide whenever you want. And so it's very situational. Like, if you're standing still and you're invisible and someone's looking for you, you're going to have a crazy bonus. And so it'll be very hard to see you. If you're trying to climb up this rock face and someone's looking for you, you're still you know, maybe going to make sound. You might lose some rocks. People might be able to see that. So... That would be... It's it's very situational. Okay. So Octavia will be like, okay, 
but like yeah you still make sound make you can sounds. still make footprints you can kick up dust you can step on you know broken glass whatever squeaky toys squeaky toys the random banana peel still you know yawn or burp or <laughs> you know your joints can crack <laughs> especially That'd if they were you <laughs> Austin creaky joins Gamble Jervy. Um, okay, so Octavia will be like, okay, well, I think putting these together. So Jasulka, why don't you cast invisibility on the both of us? Carhoon, I'll cast water breathing on the both of us. And then I'll also cast pass without a trace. So we would be, you know, ghosts, basically. And then we climb up, clamber up the the like higher side of the cliff um because maybe they wouldn't expect you know people to be coming from the more fortified side Mm -hmm. and then we stealth our way up to the tower try to get taken care try to take care of the tower and then go down from there okay yeah we have to eliminate this entire camp Right, but okay. then I think it is important that we get the tower sure, first sure, sure. because, like, if we start, you know, fighting on the ground level, and that creates a hubbub, then the people in the tower would be like, "Oh dear," yes, and yes, then yes, start yes. the thing. Sure, so sure, I think sure. that getting that is the first order of business. Like looking at the distance of the watchtower from like Lake Ansel itself, the entire lake is in between, right? Yeah. So I mean, like, even if they hear some, even if there is sounds of clanging and fighting. Unless it's super loud, it probably won't carry across, right? Correct. Okay. But it is, like, within sight. Right. So, so if you make too much of a commotion, they could see so stuff So visually, up. yeah, that's like why. Like, fireball might not be the best exactly. resistance spell right now. Exactly. That's where I was like, I'm not going to, because <laughs> one of my first thoughts was to cast, you know, um, to call lightning. And then just make everything really wet so that it would be hard for the pyre to go off. But then I'm like, that would be very obvious if there's just this big thundercloud over just the watchtower area. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that would be kind of doing their might, job for them. Might be a giveaway. <laughs> might be a giveaway. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let right. us do that then. All right. Uh, Zolka puts a hand on each of your shoulder and says, good luck. I'll be uh, waiting here. Hopefully things don't go too poorly for you. And says a few mumbo-jumbo words, and you both turn invisible. Okay. Um, I'm going to cast Water Walk as a... Ri- uh, I mean, Water Breathing as a ritual. You should probably do that before Invisibility is cast. Okay. So before Invisibility is cast, I'm going to cast... Unless you want to eat up ten minutes of your... Invisibility. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, good call, good call. <laughs> so before, yeah, before Jasulka goes, I'll cast as a ritual Water Breathing on me and Carhoon. And then I will also cast pass without a trace which I think means we have to stay in a certain it's a 30 foot radius 30 foot yes cool alright so you're stealthy and you can breathe underwater stealthy and can breathe underwater literally cannot be tracked except by magical means Carhoon's like I'm, should I keep my clinky clanky armor on does he have disadvantage with his stealth because of his if he has a chain clinky, does, he have a chain, does he have a chain shirt he does have a chain shirt. Okay, that might be medium. I always forget this one because chain mail is definitely right. I think his chain shirt isn't. I'm cold. gonna look it up because I can't remember. And then we also have the cloak of elven kind and the shoes of elven kind. <laughs> that will make us even harder to spot. <laughs> uh, chain 
shirt. Yep, nope. Okay, he's fine. Okay. No disadvantage. Okay, perfect. She's all right, never mind. That was stupid of me. <laughs> no, I mean, it's I a good forgot. call. It's, no, forgot. it's a good call. Okay. So does the rock look like um like those cliff faces? Does it look like something we can climb up? Or? Yeah, it looks, it looks roughly climbable. Okay. There is some, like, loose stone. So you, you'd have to be careful to not give your position away, but mm-hmm. it looks climbable. Perfect. Not like sheer marble. That's mm-hmm. been polished. <laughs> okay. Well, we can breathe underwater. We're unable to be tracked except by magical means. We're invisible. So we will walk into the river. All right. <laughs> Just like swish, tip swish, our swish. hats invisibly. You, you pop into the river and start to work in your way down after a few few minutes uh you kind of come up alongside where this whole uh little little cliff camp is what do you do we go to the side of the of the camp that you know maybe folks would think less that people would come up um kind of yourselves where you're okay gonna approach from on my beautifully drawn map all right so you're invisible dripping wet Mm mm-hmm Climb up out of the river, crouch your way up. Give me a, give me a out of the river stealth check. Okie dokie. All right, with the boots of elven kind, while Octavia is wearing these boots, her steps make no sound, regardless of the surface. Okay, that's good to Just know. Just as a heads up, and then she has advantage on dex checks, and then for Carhoon, perception checks made to see him have disadvantage. And he is advantage on stealth checks made to hide, but we're moving, so he would not have that advantage. Yes. So roll some dice. All right. Octavia's stealth, 24. Okay. Carhoon. That's with the plus 10. Correct. For password. 19. Okay. With the plus 10. Yep. You crawl out. You don't seem to get the sense that anyone noticed you yet. What All do you do now? All right. We go to start climbing up the cliff. Okay. Climbing up the cliff is going to be an athletics check, and based on how well you do there, that will affect your stealth mm, check. Mm-hmm. So, both of you, it's about a, so I said a 15-foot climb. Yeah. So, make me an athletics check. All right. Is Carhoon able to help at all, Octavia? Mm, I mean, not if he's climbing Not if he's also climbing. You. Yeah, without making noise. Okay. Without being able to see him and without him being able oh, to be yeah. like, hey, climb here. Yeah. It's not going to. Good point. All right. Carhoon is going to go first. 17. Okay. Athletics and for poor noodle armed Octavia. Five. She has a plus zero All to right. her athletics. That's bad. Uh, so you are struggling. You're struggling. So you are both going to now make stealth checks. Uh, yours is going to have some behind-the-screen penalty. Uh, so roll one for both of you, and I'll tell you what happens. Uh-oh. Okay. Octavia, she has advantage with her boots. 26. Mm-hmm. Carhoon was on an 18 and then rolled to a 5, so that's 17. 17. Okay. Uh, you, as you're climbing up, your, your foot hits some loose stuff, and it kind of clinks down, but... You think you're you're okay. You kind of stop, freeze, both of you. Hold your breath, but you don't hear any activity coming from the top. Okay. So you slowly, carefully climb up, and you both kind of peek your heads over the edge. 
as you peek over the edge, you see this little campsite. Mm-hmm. About 10 feet away from you, you see a large hulking figure that looks like an orc, but is much bigger than most of the orcs you have seen up to this point. Um, I'll just tell you, you, after thinking about it for some time, you recognize this as an orog, which is kind of like Ooh. an orc ogre mix. Ooh. Ooh. Very big. Very strong. Oof. Relatively smart, actually. Ooh. So, uh... That's not great. Yeah. Just kind of standing there, looking out at the at the surrounding land, keeping keeping their eyes open. Yeah, so do they look like they're on watch, or are they just, like, standing there? Uh, a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Okay. Everyone in the camp seems kind of uh, kind of on watch, even mm-hmm. if they're not necessarily actively up in the tower or anything. Okay. Uh, so the contents of this camp, you see this orog directly next to you. You see two... Actually, roll me a perception check before I spill all the deets. <laughs> all right, for Octavia, 14, and for Carhoon, 12. Okay. Uh, so you see... Yeah, so there's this orog right, uh, you know, 10 feet in front of you on the top of this thing, off to your left, near where that path would have opened up onto this flat. You see what look like uh, humanoids. You're not entirely sure. They're wearing, you know, armor and whatnot and helmets, so you can't get a good look, Uh, but they look kind of human-ish. Off to your right, on the opposite side, they look like um, kind of aquatic shark people. Directly across you know, about, you know, 30 or so feet on the opposite side of this ledge. You see two more orogs, and you can't quite tell what the creatures up top in the tower are. Okay. The other thing you notice as you peek your head up is that, like, all along the uh, top of this thing with your 20 passive perception, (laughs) uh, our little... something catches the sun and kind of glints and you see that all along this are little stakes with like a couple feet of twine or something in between them and little bits of like broken glass hanging off of that so if you were to you know step onto it they would tinkle tinkle together and be some method of you know alarm around the edges of the delta or the the edge of this this uh platform so like all all the perimeter Okay, so around the, not around the perimeter of the tower, around the perimeter of the camp. Around the perimeter of the entire okay. camp, yes. Okay, But it looks low enough that we could step over it. Yes, but it will be a bit, it's like right at the edge, so climbing up you'd have to kind of, it'll, it'll be a bit tricky to climb up and over it. Okay, right, because we wouldn't have a, even a spot to kind of like mm-hmm. put our feet to be able to take that step over type yes. of thing. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Okay, taking a look at the stairs going up to the watchtower. The ladder. The ladder. Um, it, we can see that that's over to the left there. T- mm-hmm. okay. It's right next to the uh, humanish people sitting around a table. Okay. Would we be able to fit in between? Bah, there are a couple tents um, pitched on the camp too. Would we be able to go? Behind those tents, or are they are those tents so close to no, that you little? You can go behind them, but you'll wire. be any any time you're in like a square that is touching the edge, you're gonna be at risk of jingling. Okay. So, right now you're crouched at the edge of this, kind of hanging on by your fingertips. What do you do? Okay. Um, I think we're going to 
I don't know if we can shimmy five feet to the left so that we're not exactly behind this Orog. And Carhoon is going to try to climb up okay. and over. Uh, Thought being maybe he'll then be able to help Octavia because he is much more physically fit. Give me a shimmy check. Athletics. Yeah. <laughs> Octavia. Eight. Carhoon. 22. Okay, and uh, give me... Carhoon's pretty deaf, but you're having a hard time, so give me a stealth check just for you. Okay. 30. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're having a hard time, but you are being very quiet about it. So you shimmy a little bit over. And we leave no tracks or trace of our passage, which is pretty cool. All right, so you've you've kind of made your way to the side of this orog. Okay. And so Carhoon is going to try to climb over the um, the the clinky wire mm-hmm. stealthily. Yep. So this is going to be a... I'm just going to call this dexterity. Okay. Just one straight dex check? Just a dex check, because it's not really sleight of hand, and it's not really stealth, but he is trying to, you know, nimbly place himself so as not to touch this wire. Nine. Nine. Uh, he's trying to, and uh, his foot catches it as he's, like, climbing over, and it goes jingle, 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 jingle. But he doesn't make it up there. So he's standing behind the tent. There's this little jingle, and uh, the Orog, who is standing there looking out, kind of you, who is still clinging to the side of this cliff, looks over to where this jingling came from. He's like, huh? What was that? And starts wandering. Okay. Takes a few big steps and looks and sees this piece of twine with these glass shards that is still kind of jaggling from uh, where Carhoon hit it. What does Carhoon do? He's or going what do you do? What do the two of you do? He's go- Carhoon is going to try to hide just by standing there, be very still and hold his breath. Okay. And so he's going to make a stealth check. Okay. He has advantage on this because of his cloak. 20. All right, this thing is actively looking, so it's actually going to roll a perception check instead of just using passive. Sounds good, and you have disadvantage on that perception check. It's probably not going to need it. Walks up. Carhoon can feel the hot breath on his face. Looks around. Steals himself. Hits enormous axe. Narrows its eyes, looks down, kind of crouches down to look at the wire. Looks inside the tent. Looks down the cliff. After a minute, goes like, hmm, must have been the... The breeze, or a rabbit or something. And he kind of walks over, but you can see he's a bit more on alert now. Okay. Okay. All right, Carhoon is up. You can't see him, but his face is like, (laughs) what do you do? Now, helping each other is going to be very difficult. Because he cannot see see each other. You cannot see him. So you can't, like, put a hand down. That's what I was going to just be, just be like, because Octavia is really not dexterous. If she's, if she's invisible, would her wings be invisible? Would they yeah. still cast their light though? Because that's why I've never used them in like stealth situations because they're so. Yeah, they would be pretty obvious. Pretty obvious. Um, I'd say if you're invisible, they'd probably be invisible too. Ooh. Just as an option, it is also a piece of twine, so this is something that could be like dishonored. Oh. Oh. Just so you are aware 
like you could just cut the string. It would still, you'd still have to make sure it doesn't jangle as you're doing it. So there's still a risk there. Okay. But it's an alternative to just trying to avoid it. I was like when you come across traps, you can either avoid the traps or you can disarm the traps. Okay. I was for some reason imagining it more like a wire with things on it as that would I mean, maybe be still harder cut to wire. Oh, that's true. Okay. Yeah. The Octavia is going to try to like cut away a little swath stealthily. Okay. Uh, She's also going to try to do it to Pitch me-, me what skill you want to use if you're not very dexterous. She wants to use survival to make it look like a little creature chewed through it as opposed to a clean cut. And she, you know, knows what it's like to have little chipmunk teeth and stuff, so she could pretty easily use a, a little arrowhead or, or something sharp to kind of wear away at it to make it seem like it broke naturally as opposed to like a nice clean cut. So I think the rub here is that like you can you could do that and I can have you roll for it but you still have to there is some like physical skill required in making sure the glass shards do not you know. Ding, 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 okay. Ding, ding. Um, well she is more dexterous than she is strong and those are kind of the two main physical attributes so and she isn't proficient in none of them so it doesn't really matter (laughs) fair enough uh just like if there's any other creative thing like time is also a resource because you only have so long that you're invisible yeah so if you wanted to like take an exceptionally uh, you know an extra long amount of time to to do something so i mean i think that she'll kind of use her her knowledge of how things work um, you know, kind of more out in the wild and maybe she even knows what kind of twine this is with having, um, you know, worked with bundling packages and everything. And so she's going to kind of eye it, try to find its weakness and then use a sleight of hand to wear away at it. Okay. So a sleight of hand informed by her ability to survive. Okay. Go ahead. Three. Going to use a new die right now. Was on a 20 and Oof. then roll. Yeah, regardless of what your bonus is, that would have been not great. That was a natural too, everyone. Yes. Uh, so you seeing this kind of pull out a, what, a dagger or something? Do you have a dagger? I have an arrow. I kind of thought maybe I'll okay, like, use yeah. just an arrow. Trying to cut this little piece of twine. You're doing a good job of making it look like an animal bit it, but then it kind of like, as it snaps, it clatters together and falls to the floor. Uh, giving another the Orog's head shoots over and he shouts some words at the guy <laughs> sitting at the table. He's like, hey, I think there's something over here. It might be just an animal, but we should check it out. Uh, are you climbing fully on top of this or are you staying on the ledge? I'm going to wait until I see what happens because I feel like she was, you know, hanging on the edge as she was, you know, sawing at it. And then she was like, oh, I got it. As soon as it went through, and then it was like, like when a, something like hits a cello, or like, and the strings all snap, like it's going fine, but then all of a sudden, clang. Yeah. <laughs> so I think she feel it. I feel like she just like freezes, and it's like, I don't exist. So one of the uh, guys at the table stands up, pushes the chair out, starts walking over. So Carhoon is getting kind of pincer movemented by a giant orog and, you know, a reasonably armored human. 
We'll both come over to where this thing is. <laughs> what What would Karhu do? Would he go back down? Would he try to hide? He's right behind a tent. Try to kind of sneak past one of them and just get away from the area. What's What is he doing? Well, would he fit without touching anybody? I mean, he'd really have to shimmy. He'd have to move very quickly. Yeah. This is like where they're going right okay. now. But if as soon as they start to move, if he wanted, he could try to, you know, duck out. It would be risky, but it could be done. He's got a couple options. He could stay where he is. He could go back down the cliff. He could go through the tent. He could try to shimmy, you know, past these two uh, people one way or another. I think he might try to clamber now that the um, (laughs) trap has been sprung. I feel like he might try to clamber back down noiselessly. Down the cliff? Back down the cliff. Um, because he could try to duck inside the tent, but then the people would see, potentially see, you know, the canvas moving, or he could try to squeeze past one of them, but then they could feel him and feeling somebody who's, you know, your height as opposed to like at your ankles is like, well, that's probably not just a rabbit. Yeah, they're, so all, they're all options. He is going to try to clamber back down okay. the cliff. Give me a stealth check. Both these people start walking over, and he's like, "15." But people do have disadvantage mm-hmm. trying to see him. All right, so he just hooks down, and you can kind of feel him kind of settle down next to you, mm-hmm. arms gripping up at the edge. Uh, both of these, this, it does look like a human mm. in this armor. Kind of walks over and is is looking around at this orog. Is also looking out and says, "I heard something here before. I thought it might be an animal, but it happened again." bends down, looks, and sees the uh, chewed-off piece of twine. Might have just been a squirrel, but best not to risk it. You stay here, keep an eye out. I gotta get back to my post. And so the uh, human nods, and the orog kind of gives it everything a once-over, looks down the cliff, looks back, looks through the tent, and then, after a tense minute or two, kind of wanders back to where it was posted, and this human walks right to, like, where you... (laughs) cut this twine and it's just course. standing you know your knuckles are probably a couple inches away from this guy's feet he's got a big old sword strapped to his thigh it's ready to go of course what's the play here okay so <laughs> how far apart is each post in between which this twine is um you know spread? Is it like every foot? Is it about every five feet? So basically every square is going to be its own kind of section. Okay. So basically he just overtook up my section that I had disarmed. Yes. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Failed checks have consequences. Nope. That makes sense. I feel like... Have we ever established whether I can carry Carhoon flying just as me, not just as, as another creature. Um, I do not know. I would probably require a check because you are small and weak. Could he hold on to me though, as opposed to it being my like arm strength holding him? It's not necessarily arm strength; it's your wings. It's strength. my wing wing strength. Because you are still a, a smaller person I, than he is. Indeed, and he is indeed large. Yes, yes. His muscle is very dense. Yes, and and he's got a lot of gear. Yeah. <laughs> He does. So. Okay. He's easily like 250. Yeah. With everything. Would Probably I? More. So my thought is spring my wings, have him grab onto me, 
Somehow I communicate this to him, of course. I spring my wings, have him hold on to me, and I just, like, very gently lift him over the jangles. Don't even carry him far, but just literally, like, lift him over the jangles and put him down. You could try that. Flapping wings do make noise. True. Just saying, like, you can hear it when a pigeon is flying around. Hmm. But... You could do it. And they're big wings because they're... They are, they are big wings. Oh, goodness gracious. So, like, taking off from the, the right there would probably not be the best idea, but there yeah. are ways you could you might be able to finagle it. Okay. We're going to try to <laughs> shimmy again to our left um, to about... There's a, a kind of clear space in between the table where that guy just came from and, and the tent that he's currently behind. So there's kind of a clearish spot now to their left, mm-hmm. you know, maybe about, you know, 20 feet away. So they're going to try to shimmy to that spot. Okay. Give me an athletics check, which will inform your stealth checks. Carhoon. 15. Kidoki. Octavia. There we go. Natty 19. All right. For a... 19. For 19. All right. <laughs> you're, you're doing a better job shimming. Give me a stealth check. All right. For both of us. Mm-hmm. All right. Octavia. 22. Carhoon. 25. Okay. Yeah. You soundlessly shimmy over. You kind of nudge Carhoon in the ribs. Make little hand gestures. Mm-hmm. He starts moving over and you start moving over behind him. And you end up uh, a couple, you know, a little bit down. Okay. Still got these little glass shards right there. And yeah. you are a bit farther away from, you know, that guard who is now stationed where you previously tried, but you are closer to a table with two of these humanish right. uh, looking armored fellas on there. Right. But they're maybe not as on high alert slash suspicious. Not as high alert, but everyone kind of heard what was going mm-hmm. on over there, mm-hmm. so people are looking around a bit. Okay. Should have just done this from the beginning. Octavia will be like, whisper as quietly as possible. Go back down in the water. Okay. So you both climb back down? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. The thought being, Octavia can spring her wings underwater, have him get a hold of her, and she'll try to fly out of the water as opposed to start flapping like right next to somebody. Isn't that going to make a big splash? Can we just go from the banks? Oh, yeah, let's just go down to the base of the cliff. Yeah. The base of the cliff. That's a better idea. Yeah. No, you're smart. Good thing you have... I, I've become... I should have just let you do that, and everyone would have been like, hey, something's <laughs> happening. Well, no, she wasn't going to, like, shoo out of the water. She was going to... You were trying to, to flap your wings and take off from the water. That was not going to be a quiet thing. That's probably you're true. You're not a dolphin. That is true. I am not a dolphin. <laughs> or... You could be a dolphin, but you're not currently. That is true. That is true. Or, like, a... a diver at the olympics you can just like into the water okay so yeah so they'll climb back to the bottom of the cliff carhoon will hang on to octavia oh man and octavia will burst her wings and try to lift up carhoon okay Uh, stealthily yes give me a strength check five five it's it's hard your wings are beating pretty heavily how high do you take him? Literally, just so that his feet <laughs> like go right over the glass, and then I just put him down. Where are you aiming? Like, because at this point you could be anywhere on the bank. 
That's true. Well, can it be anywhere, or does it have to be closer to the, like, edge of the bank? Like, I'm saying once you climb down, you could have gone anywhere around here. You could have uh, gone to that side. You could have gone to that side. You could have gone over here. You know, you can kind of pick where you want. Because once you're, like, a little bit removed, as long as you're not being, like, doing a jig down there, people aren't really going to be able to okay. see you. The pathway coming up to the camp. Mm-hmm. I assume that there's jangles along the edge of the path, right? You could look. Can we see from where we are? Where are you? Well, we'll go a bit more to the... If you go up to investigate, you might be able to see. But you would have to do that. Okay. We're going to shimmy more to the left. You climb down. We we already climbed down. Yes. So you don't have to shimmy. You could just walk. Oh. Okay. Yeah. We'll just walk around. Well, I wasn't sure if there was, like, if this cliff face was just coming out immediately from the water or if there was a way that you could... Oh. Yeah. You're on flat land right now. Okay. That... I sorry. I thought it was completely like surrounded by water. Okay, that was my misunderstanding. Definitely thought it was like an island. No, 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 no. Okay. It's a little rock cliff on the delta. Okay. Okay. Sorry. That was that was my misunderstanding. Yeah. Yes. We will just walk. It's all land. You can just walk there. (laughs) We will just walk. So you're like, if we get in the water, it's like, what? There's plenty of like you can just stand there. That was water. No. So okay. These are the rivers over here. Okay, that was my misunderstanding. Yeah. Um. Okay, we will just walk using our feet, not swimming. If you're unsure of something, please ask. Well, I didn't know that I was unsure. It's kind (laughs) of like when you take an exam and you don't know what you don't know. (laughs) All right, we will just walk over to kind of where that. Um, pathway is and see if it also has jangles around it. It has jangles both around and across it. Okay. Where do the jangles stop going across? So there's some, there's just a couple like space. There's a jangle like there. There's a jangle like halfway out. There's a jangle here. So there's like three different levels of jangles. Okay. And then, you know, along the edge of it where you could climb up as well. Okay. But it would be easier to step over because we're not trying to get them from you know climbing from climbing okay i probably won't i guess i did already try the thing with my wings but i feel like i didn't quite understand with it being no okay okay well we will kind of skirt the skirt the circumference then and we're both just going to try to stealth up the path then okay uh give me a stealth check all right octavia I was wondering why you were coming up with increasingly more convoluted ways. And I was like, you I, know. So in my mind, it was like a little... In my mind, the camp was the entire delta. And that the entire yeah, no. delta was this cliffy area. No, I wasn't catching that. this big... Yeah. That it was a big delta with big a little land. camp, with a little encampment type mm. of thing. So that was where I... And I think I was like confirming things. And you were like, yeah. And I was like, okay. And it just, <laughs> it just was not picking up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Spend Classic. all this time trying to draw these maps. And it's then a beautiful. This happens anyway. It's a beautiful map. Oh man. Okay. Stealth check for Octavia. Thirty. All right. For so Carhoon, thirteen. Only thirteen. You rolled a natural one, but thankfully it's a skill check and not an attack. So. Okay. And he doesn't have advantage like Octavia does. Uh, the two of you manage to step over the little janglies and get, like, up to 
I guess you can kind of step over the final jangly and be right at the mouth of where this path meets the top of this encampment, surrounded by dry land and then rivers. <laughs> so sorry. Not just jutting out of the water itself. <laughs> I definitely thought it was just jutting out of the water itself. Well, because I thought like last time the, the captain was talking about how there was a river on each side and a swath of land in between, and that's where the the watchtower was. Right. I thought that was and I, clear. And I just... <laughs> thought that the entire swath of land was the encampment (laughs) so and then when i was like oh yeah it's like a delta and the delta is the camp and you're like yeah and i was like and there is a delta and and the the camp is on the delta exactly and in my mind i was like oh there is a delta and the camp is the delta (laughs) wow i guess this is why i should start using color markers Oh, man. Well, <laughs> Sorry, we, we listeners. Got we, got we got there. We got there. If this doesn't happen in your normal D&D games, then I guess you're playing wrong. <laughs> or, or I guess maybe you're using colored markers. I guess you're using colored markers. <laughs> okay. Octa- I have colored markers. <laughs> you just thought your wife would be a bit more intelligent. <laughs> I just thought the... Yeah. I just thought it was... It's all good. We're good. We got there. It's okay. Uh, so anyway, you're right behind this table where these other two people are, are sitting there and they look to be, you know, maybe off duty right now, taking a break, having a drink, playing some cards, whatnot. Okay. Doing that thing where they put their hands out and, you know, take a dagger and stab it <laughs> yeah. between each fingers. Yeah. And then also using that same da- dagger to, like, get stuff out from underneath their fingernails type yeah. thing. And yeah. then use that dagger to, like, cut eat. an apple and eat it off. Yeah. That's great. And then, like, stab, like, a chicken wing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you're you're about 20 feet from the ladder to the watchtower about you know 25 30 feet off to your left are those two orogs what are you doing at now the ladder also you know it looks like it was a hastily crafted ladder so it's like two big logs and sticks like tied does it look creaky um it maybe can I do a creek perception check? You can do a perception check. Can I do a perception check? Natural 20 for 30. Oh, sorry. 29. That's right. Uh, it looks... Yeah, it could definitely have the potential for some creakage. Okay. There are also four posts holding this watchtower up. On, one on each of the corners. And I know that climbing is... Uh, you don't have to... Oh, if you're just trying to climb a post, yeah, that would be athletics, but the ladder does not require a check Okay. to, like, climb it. It would require a check to be quiet. Since we're next to each other, Octavia's going to be, like... You're also right next to this oh, okay. guy playing cards. We will shuffle over to my right, kind of giving them a wide berth, and then Octavia will be, like, see if you can skirt around, or actually, I guess, why don't you... The ladder looks pretty creaky, but I'm soundless regardless of whatever I'm on. I could dance on broken glass and no one would hear me. But you don't have that because you're hard to see. So why don't you try to climb up the post right there because you're strong. I'm not strong. And then I'll go up the ladder. Roll me a stealth check as you are shimmying and trying to have a conversation. (laughs) 24. Okay. You feel like you're being very quiet. And so that that seems to be the best plan. Uh, Uh... Carhoon will use athletics to climb up the post because he's strong but not soundless. Octavia is soundless but not strong, and so she'll climb the ladder. Okay, both you roll me stealth checks. All right. As you begin your ascent up the tower. And when I wear these boots, I make no sound. That's true. The ladder could make sound. 
true, but I mean, you can make the argument that if you step on glass, it's not your foot making the sound, it's the glass breaking underfoot. So this is your foot, like, rubbing on the wood would not make sound, but the wood creaking against the other wood could make sound. I am the dungeon master. This is my that is fair. Roll me a stealth check. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't argue. Just roll me a stealth check. No, that is this fair. This is the way that the world fair. works. 24 okay. for Octavia and for Carhoon. 18. Okay. So you climb up the ladder, all 35 feet of it. Poke your head over the edge. Carhoon shimmies slowly <laughs> up this like a, like a Caribbean kid climbing a coconut tree peeks his head over. They climb coconut trees, and they have coconut trees in the Caribbean, right? I guess they're I called palm so. trees. I would think so. I was more You've thinking... You've complained too much Animal Crossing. <laughs> I, 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 a coconut tree. <laughs> that is true. They are palm tree. coconut trees. <laughs> I was kind of thinking of a firefighter going up a fire pole. They go down those. I know, but... They don't climb up. They're <laughs> supposed to be able to climb up them, right? That's a thing. <laughs> I guess so. Or one of those telephone, telephone poles. Yeah. Thing. Anyway, he climbs up and pokes his head over, and both of you see a large pyre of wood on like a you know a stone thing so that it doesn't catch the rest of the watchtower on fire <laughs> surprisingly smart <laughs> a little you know some sort of uh, rope pulley system that's hanging a clay pot directly over it and on either corner you see a small oily looking frog person oh no i won't pick up their next episode uh, like back to the beginning are they grungs We'll pick up their next episode. <laughs> hey! <laughs> what goes around comes around. All righty. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed uh, Maps Misconnections from the Gamble Jarvis. <laughs> um, if you like what you heard, you can get in touch with us on social media. We are active on Twitter and Instagram, and our handle is at and a die podcast. Catch y'all next week. 